It's the Brian and Kendra Show with Brian Cook and Kendra Cox of Keller Williams Realty Elite. I am Kendra Cox. I'm Brian Cook. Between the two of us, we have over 30 years of experience. Sharing real estate tips and advice right here on Classic Hits 107.3. Hey, it's the Brian and Kendra Show. We are alive at our office <laughs> did you pay did you pay the electric or the gas or whatever i guess the electric i'm freezing to death this room well, see, is I, not warm I shut that door so i wouldn't have to heat this room well we should have opened it because <laughs> when nathan and i came in this morning for him to get set up i thought oh my, my gosh, gosh we're yeah. gonna die i did open it the first thing because i thought i bet it's 15 degrees in there it was so cold oh, oh i turned up the heater it's but on, nothing's but... happening well oh my goodness <clears throat> how about that so it's busy well, week. Everybody's doing that right now with all of the electric bills coming in at their skyrocketing. Oh God, I'm terrified. Rates. I saw my little preview and thought, oh, oh no, yeah. I need more insulation. <laughs> yeah, mine was crazy again this month, two months in a row. Yeah. And so, yeah, I'll be, I guess I'm going to try to invest in some insulation. I had the insulation guy come out and he told me it was going to be like $7,000 to finish insulating my house. Finish. Seriously? I thought, oh my, my gosh, goodness. take your kidney. <laughs> So, so yes, we should have, uh, we need to find some information on winterization and Man. energy efficiency and how to save you money and, or how to get a second job. I was going to say, I think I'm going to have to get a second job. <laughs> Either way. Man. Yeah, hey, we're all in the same boat. We're, we're all seeing it. Office office was like 600 a month, $600 yeah. last month or something. So, and I don't feel like we keep it. No. Except, so here, I was thinking about that because you'd mentioned that yesterday, but we ran that space heater in that, in that North bathroom. Yeah. I think space heaters kind of kick our tails. Oh yeah. Which might be true because my daughter brought her camper home uh-huh. and I didn't take the 30 minutes to winterize it. So I just heated it. Yep. So there you go. I bet there that's a hundred of it probably. I think so. And then, I mean, I sat outside quite a bit last month and I used the heater out there as well. Mm-hmm. Sorry, not sorry. So it's your fault. <laughs> it might be my fault, but I got so much work done. Yeah. Because pergola time is important to me. Yep. All right. So anyway, uh, we got a busy week planned. We do. So we are pre-recording because we have um, a work conference that we're yep. going to. What we're, is this again? We're going to try to learn some. <laughs> They've got some so many new ways to market and advertise and communicate with your clients, which is one of our biggest faults. Um, we do, a, I think we do a really good job, but, um, the number one complaint of, uh, customers to agents is the communication. So we're going out to learn new stuff. So we've been in real estate 20 some years each almost. Yep. So I did math the other day and it's like 38 years, 38 years together combined. That's, uh, long. Not like, yeah. Yeah. So not I'm, me for 38 years. Yeah. <laughs> you're, you're not even 38. <laughs> <laughs> okay, last night I went to the quick stop uh-huh. and the young lady there, she had said something and I said, it doesn't matter. I'd said something about being an old person. She goes, well, how old are you? And I said, 45. And she goes, what? <laughs> I was like, girl, I love you. Yeah, Not so, as good as that week at church, but anyway. Yeah, yeah good stuff. Yeah, so, um, so that's what we're doing. We're going out because uh, I don't think you're ever, you can ever learn too much. So No. I'm excited. No, I've always been that kind of guy. So and I love in-person classes. I do too. Like I love in-person education. I do not love zoom education. Yeah. I'm not a big fan of, so I'm pretty going excited to, going to Las Vegas. So any tips, you know, Oh wait, we'll already be there, but Hey, we'll be there uh, during conference. So any tips where I'm not a big gambler. So 
life is good. I don't. I don't. Yeah. Now I've got to pay my electric bill. So, but food, <laughs> food, if you have any good, you know, like steak or donuts places. Um, steak. Steak or donuts, right? <laughs> I don't know. I've kind of. Steak for sure. I've gotten this weird donut kick. So. <clears throat> Enjoy your donuts. I know. So that's what we're doing. We're going out. Um, going to do some education and meet to punch people and make some connections to, to leverage our abilities and talents and do you guys a better job. Absolutely. All right. So I think we're going to take a super quick break. And then when we come back, we're going to talk about key terms to know when buying a home. CoverZone is a multi-generational company serving Northwest Oklahoma in commercial and residential needs. Plumbing, air conditioning, heaters, refrigeration, sewer and drain cleaning, backhoe trencing, and crane service. And they are your geothermal specialists. Contact them at 580-254-5864 or stop by 116 East Main Street. It's the five hours you spend in the kitchen mastering your famous recipe or spending quality time with your family. Other insurance companies may just see it as a house. It's not just a house, it's your home. Hi, I'm State Farm Agent Kevin Kanzler, and I see your home as the time and memories you put into them. I understand what your things really mean to you, and I'm here to help give them the protection they deserve. My office is located on the corner of 13th and Oklahoma and Woodward to call me at 580-256-2216 for your home insurance today. On Point Land Survey can take care of all your residential, commercial, and industrial survey needs. This family-owned and operated business proudly serves Northwest Oklahoma and Southwest Kansas. These lifelong Northwest Oklahoma residents with over 19 years of experience are ready to serve you with the latest equipment and capable trucks to get your job done. Call On Point Land Survey today at 580-256-6757 or at 1918 Main Street in Woodward, Oklahoma, or visit their website at onpointlandsurveyok.com. Professional. Trusted. Local. This is Todd McHugh and Jackie Jones with Woodward County Abstract, Dewey County Abstract, and Fairview Abstract. I would like to thank everyone in Woodward and Northwest Oklahoma for choosing us for their real estate title and closing needs this past year. We will be offering new services in 2020, including bilingual closings, internet closings, and digital abstracting. We look forward to making real estate closings faster, simpler, and more efficient for you in the future. We want to thank you for your continued support and business. All right, we're back. Um, talking about key terms because we throw around slang all the time. We do. We're about really bad buying about and that. selling houses. Not as bad as the airplane market. Oh my gosh! <laughs> it's the AVX and the WB do and the zippity do wah and it's like a whole new foreign language to me. So I think you missed it a couple. Maybe it was last week at um, Realtor Tour. Linda with, with EXP was mm -hmm. talking also about all the different things she has to do in compliance with the beauty schools. I don't think that's the right word with the cosmetology schools. Yes. There you Is go. that better? Cause I don't want to do a disservice, man. She does some amazing things, but she was throwing out all these initials and acronyms and all of us were just kind of like, what are what? you saying? We know that we do that with real estate. Yep. We know that we throw out my, the one I hate the most is TRR. We're, we're typing two TRRs this morning. Who in the world? It is just a stupid acronym. Nobody knows it, what it means. It still sounds confusing. It does. It's a notice of treatments, repairs, and replacements. It's a repair request is what it is. Yes. And that's what I call it. I informally call it repair request to our buyers and sellers because I don't think that they should have to learn these silly little terms like that. Nope. The terms we're going to talk about today, though, are a lot more common and are very important. And I, I do think it would help to have all of this information. So um, let's start not at the top. <laughs> okay, of course not. Why would we do that? <laughs> well, why is this out of order? 
That is true. This is really ridiculous. Okay, so let's start with your credit score. In, oh, they're not even alphabetical order. No, okay. they're not. We're going to start credit with score. credit score. Actually, they no, they're not. Okay, so credit score. What is a credit score? Um, it analyzes your credit from uh, paying the amount you paid, the amount you have borrowed, per the amount of credit you have available. So, so here's the thing. In order to have a high credit score, you have to have debt. Right. And you have to pay your debt. But you can't have too much debt, but you can't have too little debt. Right. Like it's kind of a ridiculous equation that gets us to the healthy credit score. Right. So what yeah. is healthy? What is a healthy credit score? Um, a six a 620 on the way up is a great credit score. So if I have an 800 and a month from now I have a 620, that's a bad credit score. Ouch, yes. So right. the, so it's it's not only what is your score, it's which direction is your score going. Right. So um, 620, as you, if you're new into the real estate market or new into the credit market, isn't great. Um, um, 850 is the max. Um, I've never seen anybody with an 850 yet, but um, I've had mine in the 820s mm -hmm. once. So <laughs> I'm a, I was... On the way back impeccable down. Impeccable <laughs> at borrowing money. <laughs> but then you go to paying stuff off and no car payments. Right. I don't have a house payment. Um, I don't, I, I mean, I do pretty good on my credit card stuff, but I don't, I mean, any continuing balances. So, right. man, nothing shows well, up. We've, so we've talked a little bit about credit cards before in relationship to, um, to credit score. They're pretty darn valuable and you mm -hmm. just about have to have one. Um, I, I would caution everyone to have one in your own name. Yes. We discussed this with my before I was divorced. I had a credit card, like a department store credit card in my name, but mm. everything else was underneath his name. And then I was an authorized user or whatever. Yep. Um whenever we took me off of my ex husband's credit card, it dropped my score like forty points. And I had a higher score than him prior to, which yes. was interesting. Yep. But I, I had to rebuild real quick. I had to get my own credit card. I had to start rebuilding in my own name. If I had just had my own Visa, MasterCard, whatever, for all those years, then it wouldn't have been a thing. But I I didn't anticipate my life changing. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't anticipate starting over at 40. Yeah. So I do think that's really important that everyone would understand. You need to have your own in your own name to build your own personal credit. Yes. So anyway, okay, little little quick one. Uh, soft credit scores. I want to talk about that. Okay. So I check my credit score every month on Credit Karma. And my credit card sends me my little credit snapshot. I think it's Credit Wise or something. Those are soft scores. Yep. That is not what the bank will pull. So if Bank 7 pulls my credit today, their number is not going to be the same as what Credit Karma says. It might give them an idea so that they can work on a pre-qualification for me. If I tell them, hey, Credit Karma says that I'm at eight whatever, um, that, that'll give them an idea to get us started. But it's not the credit score. It's a, it's a picture, and it's not an act. It's like a picture with a filter, right? right? Yes. It's like an Instagram profile. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Bam. Credit. Insta credit. <clears throat> um, so right? there's, yeah, there's three different, and there's three credit score yes. companies. Yes. Um, and so some banks use one, some use two, some use a mm -hmm. combination of all three, and so some will use the highest or the middle or score or whatever. So right. Um, so yeah, there's. So your credit wise is only probably pulling from one of those credit companies. Yes. All right. So with your credit score, that's how your lender is going to begin working on your pre-approval letter. So they're going to look deeper than just your credit score. They need to look at your income, um, at your debt, at your income debt ratio. They're looking at how long you've been making payments. What else? What am, what am I missing? They're going to be looking at your 
bank statements? Do you have any yeah. insufficient funds? <clears throat> They're gonna be looking at all kinds of stuff. It will feel a little bit invasive, right? But yes. it's important, and it that's is. how we get there. I mean, they need to protect their assets the same way that we protect our own. So, right? Yep. All right. What's next? Oh, really? You're not gonna add? No. Oh well. You got a lot to cover. I know. Okay. Well, let's go to down payment. Okay. Down payments. I think this one's fun. It's live. We're in such a great place in Woodward, Oklahoma, that we are um, eligible for the Rural Development Loan, which is a 100% loan. Yes. We also have just recently had a bank um, that has come out and said, hey, we can do a 100% loan, conventional, which just blows my mind. That would be so amazing. Um, FHA is 3.5% down payment. VA is a zero down payment. What else? What am I missing? Um Oh, conventional loans. Like one of the houses I bought, I did um, a 97% conventional loan, or maybe it was 95% conventional loan. Yep, they probably have a, 95. They do have a 3% down, which yeah. is 97% conventional loans out there. And then um, obviously you can put down as much as you want to, right. but a lot of us don't have those funds um, readily available to do a large down payment. So just know that you can um, get into a home with a smaller down payment yep. or a no down payment, depending on your eligibility. Yep. And so I think the, the, with the, um, House market, which we will probably get some more insight on that at this convention. They'll be talking about the nationwide, which is not like Woodward. Woodward's always different. Um, so they'll be talking about which direction the housing market's going and all the questions the sellers and buyers are asking about uh, interest rates and inflation rates. But um, So these lenders are coming up with programs to help because they've got to keep pushing money or they don't make a living. Right. So the lenders right. are coming up with some very creative ways to uh, loan out money. So um, they've got a local bank here that does um, a three, two, one buy down, which mm -hmm. is kind of a cool deal. So sure. it's a, they can buy your interest rate down. We're not even there yet. We're just talking about down payments still, but that. that but we're going there to, next. We're going to go to our mortgage rate next. So really we're talking about the interest rate that you pay whenever you borrow money in yes. order to purchase your home. So we've talked a lot about interest because it's really the hot topic right now. My interest rate was, it's two and a quarter, I think, Something on my incredible. current property. Um, but if I went today and I was going to apply for a loan, it would probably be in the fives. Yes. Right? Yep, five, five So and double half. what it was whenever I refinanced a few years ago. Now, it was just recently higher. It was close to eight or even in the eights for some of our buyers, I think. We were in the sevens. Sevens, yep. Okay. So, but when I bought my first home, eight over 8%, you bought your first home over 11%. 11%, yep. So we know that the interest rate varies and, and it's fluctuating and it's nice to have the lower interest rate, but we're really not crazy yet. No. Buy your home. Yeah, buy, buy your house. home. Yeah. If you find the home you want, buy your home. Go and buy it. Yep. All right. Um, what oh, I moved up here to closing cost. Let's talk about closing costs. Closing costs. Cost. So yes. there are prepaid closing costs and a lot of in my opinion, the call the cost to close the loan should be closing costs, but they're not always defined that way. We also have prepaids. Okay. So prepaids meaning a lot of your, in, a lot of your lenders are going to require that you pay a full year of your insurance at the time of closing. That's a right. prepaid prepaying. What else? Prepaying your appraisal. Appraisal inspections. Mm -hmm. um, insurance. Yeah, that's really it. Taxes. And they also have you start prepaying toward your escrows in your, for your taxes because taxes are payable at the end of the year. Yep. So all those different kinds of closing costs, um, they add up really fast. If you just think about your annual premium for your homeowner's insurance, I mean, I think mine's around 15 or 1800. 
for my little tiny house. My little cute house. Yep. So, I mean, it's expensive. So you pay that in advance plus all your other closing cost interest, prepaid interest. It's like a, yeah, you pay a year plus three months in yes. advance. So, I mean, that alone adds up. So we used to say closing costs would be anywhere between six and $8,000. Now I'm starting it. And closing costs are probably close to $8,000. Yes. Just, I mean, across the board, almost all the loans, that's a closing cost. I'm not talking about your down payment. I'm right. only talking about the fees associated with buying your house. Right. And a lot of that, it sounds like, ah, oh, just throw away $10,000. A lot of that's prepaying again. You're going back to your prepaying yes. taxes, your prepaying insurance. So some of that is your prepaid stuff. And in those closing costs, you have points. I'm talking about terms. Mm -hmm. You're like, what are points? Well, points are buying down your interest rate. So um, it is something to ask. Um, I think when we did your loan, we did buy down your points a little to get your interest rate down even a little bit more. I think I might have. I think you're right. I think I did that. Well, we whenever did I numbers. bought my house the first, whenever I refied the first time. <laughs> was it? Did we buy it the first time? The second time, maybe not. But I knew it was like, a, hey, if you live here yes. three and a half or four years, you, you basically have earned that percentage back. Yes, it was whenever I bought it in the fours. At five, you were at 5%. Okay, so I bought it down to like 4.75 exactly. or something. So, okay, um, next up, I want to talk about the inspection contingency. This one is one that scares the daddies to death. Like, I mean, oh, let's man. just say it. Jeez. Or the moms. So whenever I shopped with my daughter, knowing full well that she was going to have an opportunity to do inspections, mm -hmm. man, I was I was rough on her. Like I was really ridiculous and I would have bought almost any one of the houses that she looked at, but knowing it was for her, like I kind of went on full mama bear, like, yep. no, this could be a problem. And this could be a problem. This could be a problem. And yeah, they probably were and could be, but everything is right. fixable. Right. But yeah, we want, we, we as parents want to be the hero. It's yeah. a hero complex. And since I, I finally said, I don't think I can help you buy a house. You're going to have to use Brian. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. All right. So, um, so here's, here's the thing. So we'd kind of tease with a first time home buyer. Well, you met a dad last night. Yep. And he was which not was awesome. a normal dad. He was like, ah, this is all fixable. Who cares? Well, I think it's different. Like yeah. his daughter already has a little bit of maturity under her belt. Yeah. She's not a typical right. first. I don't know that she even is a first time home buyer, no, but anyway, all this to say, sometimes whenever we are with first time home buyers, and the parents come along. My dad did this. I'll never forget. You can't buy that house. It's going to fall apart. Like absolutely beside himself that I should not be buying that house. Here's the thing. I have a chance to do an inspection in the middle of my contract to make sure that that house is what I think it is. Right. That's the important part. We don't have to go through um, the attic. We don't have to go through. We don't have to crawl under the crawl space. We don't have to do all those things wherever we're looking at the house. We can kind of look at the big picture and go, oh, there's some funny, interesting cracks. Now. I can make a note to myself to have that inspected during my contract period. If I love the house, I don't have to risk losing it because I have concerns over cracks. I can inspect those during the contract period. Right. So, all right. I think that's important. Do you want to add to that? I, it is. And, and it could be anything. You get in there and you're looking at the house and you're like, well, I didn't realize this was this shade of gray and I really want it to be purple. I'm just that's saying not, that's not really correct, but I'm just saying it can yeah. be, it says, it says buyer's sole opinion in the contract with inspections, with though. inspections. And so when you go to your inspection, man, you get in there and there's just something that is uneasy about the deal on the house. So like, you're just unsure. Like I've got one now that I've, I've looked at the appraisal. I mean, the inspection again today, trying to verify um, how many contractors I need to get out there to get estimates on this house. So we can actually make a decent right. uh, repair request. Um, it, there's 
four different trades. I'm going to have to have a, you know, a carpenter and a painter and a electrician and a plumber and a heat and air guy. It's fine. So based off of inspections, that would, that would push me back out of the contract. Right. I would probably not do a TRR for that one. I wouldn't do a repair mm. request. I would likely say I've evaluated my inspections. And I'd like to be released from the contract. Right. And if I do that within the correct timeframes of the contract, I can do that without any further obligation, without any kind of, um, negative consequence because that's right. how the contract is written. Right. If I'm, if I'm feeling a little braver and my savings accounts a little bit more padded, then I can go back to the seller and say, I will continue with my purchase. If you repair this, if you repair this, if you replace this, right. If they say no, then I can evaluate. Do I want to stick with it or do I want to be released? Right. Or I can just move on. Like yep. some buyers are like, it's not that big of a deal. I've got this. I, I purchased it at a price I was comfortable with. Mm -hmm. I'm comfortable doing these repairs. I'm not going to submit a repair request. I'm just going to move forward and close. Right? Right. Exactly. Yep. All right. So an inspection contingency is included within the contract that we use. Next up is the appraisal. The appraisal is not an inspection. Correct. I think that is such a misunderstood idea. Because the lenders sometimes use that. They a, do. So because with language. FHA, VA, USDA particularly, the appraisers have to say that this house is in this type of condition. We see this as a conditional defect. And so then the lenders would require, I've had appraiser um, very, very strongly say to me, it's not my requirement, it's the lender's requirement. But the lender sees the requirement based off of the inspection, I use the term loosely, mm -hmm. um, but the visual inspection from this appraiser. So the appraiser goes and they are looking for some conditional things. They want to make sure that there's no cracked or peeling paint, that... Um, that the water heater has the TR, TPR valve down within six inches of the floor. I know stuff. I just get the words all mm -hmm. mixed up. And it's more initials. Yep. But that's a pressure relief valve is what yep. it is. They want that that tube to go all the way down. Anyway, there's all these different things that the appraiser has to make sure for those for those other um, loan types that we talked about, FHA, USDA, VA, that the house is safe, sound, and sanitary. So if they see something, they right. have to note and say, hey, this is a little bit of a concern. Like the, the lenders lender, don't lock in the... I mean, the safe security, is, it gets right. down to the nitty gritty of some right. weird things that we've had to fix because they're like, well, yes. there's a rip in the carpet. What? <laughs> that is a trip hazard. I'll it's never forget. Wow, Harley Sadler crazy. would say that would be a trip hazard. So, so yes, we get that. We understand that. But the appraiser isn't there to do a full-on inspection. Right. They're not going to check all the plumbing. Yeah. They do a little bit, but they're not going to run a sewer scope. No. So, so just understand that. What they're really looking for is the value of the property to make sure that it is um, that it's a safe loan for the lender. It's really the lender's protection it's insurance policy. Yeah, that you have yes. to pay for. And it, so, yeah, so when but they it do belongs the, to the buyer, right? So that's it. It's done by a third party. We don't get to pick them. You don't get to pick them. Right. The lender does not get to pick the appraiser. They call a third party and say, "Hey, send us out an appraiser." Um, and that, that appraiser comes out and evaluates the property based on the last, hopefully, three to six months worth of market inventory, listings and solds, um, comparable properties in the area. So condition, size, all that stuff. So that's kind of what your appraisal is. All right. Next step is affordability. Um, and really, I feel like this goes back over. I feel like we kind of already talked about that. Whether or not a home is affordable um, really fits into what your mortgage is. Right. What, what your lender does whenever they're working on your mortgage rate and working on your pre-approval, that's really all built in the same because they're going to tell you what you can and cannot, how high you can go is what they're going to say. And I would right. tell you, don't go as high as they tell you can. If they say that you're approved <laughs> for $150,000, don't buy a $150,000 house. Buy what you're buy comfortable with. Yeah. 
look at the payment and see what you're really comfortable making. Don't get yourself strapped. Right, exactly. I think you don't want to be house poor. Right, and that affordability, you need to take into the fact the repairs, utilities, homeowners association fees, loans. Mm -hmm. There's not many HOAs in Woodward, but and then your right. loan, loan cost. But uh, so like repairs can be a big deal. Like you might have a house that has a swimming pool. Holy cow, you might not think about the every five years putting in a $5,000 liner. Right, exactly. So, uh, affordability, I think, takes in more than just your loan. I think it takes in all of the expenses to own the house. Definitely. And all right, next up, equity. Equity. This is why you buy a house. <laughs> it, how long does it really take to build equity, though? The value yeah. of your home. Okay, so equity is value of your home above um, the total amount of liens against your home. Right. So my equity is... Three percent. You think? I hope, but I well, don't really know. Dead matter. I'm gonna I mean, keep based it on your loan, yeah, when you got an eighty percent loan, that was twenty percent, is what they said. So, I, I think that so, was a really good appraisal. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, it is. And equity goes up and down, just like the housing Absolutely, market goes up and down because it's compared to what I could sell it for today. Right. So if you, so yeah, your equity. And I was reading an article this morning about uh, wealth in the United States and. The majority of wealth in the United States is built on the equity in your home. Right. So uh, homeownership is a big deal. It is. It so. certainly is. All right. So quick highlights. Um, buying a home is a major, major transaction. Yes. Um, I, I know that it can really stress out buyers and sellers. It really, really can. We want to take that heat off and we want to help. Ultimately, you have to do the work because I can't go through all of your right. finances for you. But um, but buying a home is a major transaction. And so we want to help hold your hand and make it easier and take some of the stress off. But just we understand it's going to be stressful. Absolutely. We're going to work through it. Um, what else? Oh, there's more terms. Like we didn't talk about earnest money. We didn't talk about disclosures. There's all kinds of stuff. We want to walk you through that. Yes. So if you have questions, call us, let us know. Um, we'd be happy to discuss some of those other things. Yeah. And I think that's a big, let's go ahead and hit that just while we're here. Earnest money. Um, we got two minutes, three minutes still. Um, earnest money is a big deal. It's uh, people don't understand that it's uh, what it's for, or why we put it up, or or what's the value of it, or how does it help us negotiate, or um, is it just another expense? Well, it's not. Earnest money is the money that you put in the contract that basically says, "I'm going to honor my word and follow the rules of the transaction." Right. It says that you're sincere and you're and your desire to purchase this home and make it to closing. Right. So you put up a thousand dollars earnest money. What does the seller put up? Putting up the whole house. Yeah. They take the whole house and time it's off the market. It's basically Edge. in escrow. They can't sell it to anybody else. Mm -hmm. They can't market it. They can't. I mean, they market it, but they can't. Um, I mean, yeah, they they can't negotiate with anybody else until your contract is done. So your earnest money pulls their house off the market. So your thousand dollars versus their $150,000. Right. It's crazy. So it is when, when people think of it that way, it's a different thing. So you're there, there is a value in putting earnest money to make your seller confident in a negotiation form. The more you put down in escrow, the right. more confident your offer is going to be. So earnest money is re, and it's refundable. So your earnest money is refundable based on the terms of the contract. Yes. Okay. So I want to hit this real quick. Earnest money is not a set amount. Correct. I mean, we love to see 1% of the purchase price. We love it. It makes us happy or more. Mm -hmm. But we understand that not every buyer has that. If you've got a zero down payment loan and you are asking for the seller to pay your closing cost, you may not have much. 
you may not have a whole lot in your account. Um, so it's negotiable. So we like to see, I, I really like to see a thousand dollars. I yep. really don't like to see less than, but sometimes we have to, sometimes it's 500. I think mm. recently I wrote one with 250. Yeah. We had an interest, and it was an interesting transaction. Without a doubt. Um, and they, they basically, um, whatever earnest money they put down went towards the loan. So the more they put down, the more the loan went down, which is what it's supposed to do. But it was a grant style loan. Mm-hmm. And so it was really like they were losing the money. Right. And so we had to, we are the last back and forth on the contract was only to negotiate the yes. earnest money. Right. It had nothing to do with the price <laughs> or condition or nothing. It was. Yeah. Sellers like the price is fine, but I want more earnest money. money. <laughs> and we're, so we had to have a hard heart with them, explain about the buyer and what they're trying to. And, sure. and, and so we did, we got it where it needed to be, but we're down to help the buyer out. But um, again, it comes back to. But it's a contract term. It's the same as making an offer with a price. You're making right. an offer with your earnest money. So. Exactly. All right. Um, there we go. Some terms with real estate. All right. Well, thanks for listening. We'll be back in a week or so. Or so. <laughs> All right. Thanks for listening. It's the Brian and Kendra Show. Your new favorite. Classic Hits 1073 KLSI Moreland Woodward. Tell a friend.